You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Hope you guys are doing well today. You're listening to this probably on a Friday or you're listening to it really early on Saturday because, of course, it's a morning kickoff between the Razorbacks and the Tigers. Um, everybody who is joining us on our Facebook live stream. Um, hope everybody, everybody is doing well today as well. So Auburn is looking to go seven straight against the Razorbacks on Saturday. It'll be only the sixth time in program history that they've had a seven-game winning streak over somebody in the SEC. And obviously, this is a game that Arkansas has been looking to get at for quite some time. There's a lot of guys on this Arkansas roster who have who have never beaten Auburn. Um, I believe I saw that there's a sixth-year offensive lineman who obviously has, hasn't beaten Auburn in his career. But uh, I'll, stop, I'll stop talking about a bunch of things I don't know about and bring in somebody who knows a lot about the Hogs, Trey Biddy from Hog Sports, of course, our, uh, our Arkansas site over on the 24-7 Sports Network and uh, and Trey, you know, I saw I saw the comments from from mainly from KJ Jefferson this week saying that you know, admitting you know this is personal. This is this is a game that that we want pretty badly. Um, just what is the attitude from from this Arkansas team for this game? Because Auburn just had a six game winning streak snapped against Ole Miss. Ole Miss was saying a lot of the same things, saying, "Look, we haven't beaten these guys in a long time. We feel like we can this time around." Um, and it was a game they were highly motivated about. Just what is the mindset for for Arkansas? Um, against an Auburn team that, again, they haven't beaten since 2015. No, that's definitely something that's been preached to them by the coaching staff. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Dalton Wagner, who's been at Arkansas for six years and has never beaten Auburn. Uh, that's kind of crazy. They've obviously had some opportunities. The 2020 game stands out, obviously. But, uh, you know, last year's game, I felt like Arkansas kind of pushed a little bit. As Sam Pittman said, they had some things that didn't go their way from a motivation standpoint, a fumble, a couple pass interference calls that could have maybe swung the momentum. But the bottom line is Arkansas just didn't get the job done last year. And I think the players feel that. They feel uh, kind of the way of that. And that's kind of been a, a bit of a theme uh, with Sam Pittman over the last couple of years is stopping a bunch of streaks. They had a long streak against Texas A&M last year that they stopped. And this is a big one that they've talked about also. So um, I think KJ is just kind of reflecting what his coaches have said about him. Let's talk a little bit about injuries first and 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 get that out of the way because Sam Pittman said on Wednesday, he said, look, this is the healthiest we've been all season or we're going to be all season, at least what he expects in this game. There are a couple guys for Arkansas, just like Auburn, that are out for the season, but not including those guys. Um, it sounds like particularly in that secondary where they've had yeah. a bunch of guys out, it sounds like they're expecting to get a lot of guys back on, on Saturday, which is big for an Arkansas defense that's been that's been shaky at times this season. No question. The secondary has been as beaten up as I think I've ever seen. They lost Jalen Catalan in the first game right before the season. They lost Ladarius Bishop, who was a 2021 starter. Catalan was a preseason All-American. So obviously neither of those guys are coming back. But, you know, they, they as far as guys who were starters at the beginning of the season for them, Jaden Johnson has missed time. Uh, they've missed uh, you know, Malik Chavis, who uh, Chavis, who has missed a he wasn't a, he didn't open as a starter, but he's a guy that, that's played a lot for him at cornerback. Um, 
Uh, I mentioned, uh, I don't think I mentioned Kari Johnson, who's played a lot for him too. Latavius Breeny has been battling through an ankle injury. They've moved guys from wide receiver over to the secondary in the freshman class. They've uh, moved guys who are nickels to safety, and uh, they've just been really, really banged up back there. And they've given up a lot of yardage. Uh, you know, they were giving up a lot of yardage anyway early in the season, but they were also getting to the quarterback. Drew Sanders had six and a half sacks pretty early. Jordan Dominic had four and a half sacks pretty early in the season. Uh, and they were giving up some yards in, in the past game just because they were rolling the dice. But lately, they've been beat up because Drew Sanders has been banged up. Bumper Pool has been banged up. Uh, they haven't been getting to the quarterback, and they've been giving up a lot of pass yards. So I think the, the hope is that they can get back to getting to the quarterback, be opportunistic on defense. And that's kind of got to be the goal for Arkansas because – the team that I've seen with Auburn is they're going to give their opponents opportunities, whether it's being careless with the football or uh, just making some poor decisions at quarterback. They will give you opportunities, and Arkansas just needs to make make sure they capitalize, even if they do give up some passing yards, which I don't know. I'm not seeing a whole lot of passing yards opportunities for Auburn. I mean, they'll have some moments here and there. There'll be some busted coverage and stuff, but um, Auburn looks like a team that probably needs to be getting it done on the ground. But uh, Arkansas secondary will be ha uh, healthier nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. Auburn has, has has to get that running game going again. They did so against Ole Miss, and that's what gave them an opportunity. I, I won't say to win the game because they were rarely in an opportunity to do that, but it gave them, gave them a chance to stay in a game against a, a top-10 team on the road. But I want to talk about Arkansas's rushing attack because on paper, that is the matchup that is glaring here. Uh, you've got a team in Arkansas that, number one, loves to run the ball. They do it more than anybody in the country other than the service academies, and they're also pretty good at it. I believe they're you know, around the top 30, top 25 in terms of in terms of yards per carry and efficiency. Then you look at Auburn, which has just been absolutely reeling. 743 rushing yards allowed over their past two games. Uh, gave up 448 to Ole Miss, 300-yard rushers for Ole Miss in that game. Um, you know, it's – I'm sure as, as you're as you're used to in the press box, you you go back and you try to find all these statistics. And once you get you know past the you know, past 30 years or so, it gets it gets kind of difficult to yeah. find the stats. But it's very possible that was the second worst run defense performance for Auburn ever. And so this is not a unit that's been playing very well there at all over the course of the season. Tell me about what you think the the plan will be for Arkansas. How how they've been successful running the ball um, this season, and and what you think you'll see out of that aspect of things on Saturday against, again, the worst rushing defense in the SEC this season. Nathan, what was the worst? What was the worst? Was it Fred Talley? Was it Fred yeah, Talley? <laughs> Funny enough, it was Ole Miss. Was in, it 19, Ole Miss? Wow. in 1951, Ole Miss ran for 515 yards mm -hmm. on the on Auburn. But Auburn won a national championship six years later, so I guess it wasn't all too bad. Every, every once in a while when, like, perusing Auburn message boards, you'll just see a random post that says, Fred Talley just ran by my freaking house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep, it happens pretty often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Arkansas has got – it starts up front for them. They've got uh, four multi-year starters on the offensive line, two guys who are in their fourth year starting, uh, two others who are in their third year, and then the other guy, Luke Jones, has had playing experience and is a redshirt senior. So a lot of veterans up front on the offensive line for Arkansas. And they're big. I mean, K.J. Jefferson, 6'3", 242, has had a lot of success running the ball the last couple of years for Arkansas and seems to have a real knack for it and, uh, and, and, not, and you know, picking the right times to run. And then Rocket Sanders back there, 6'2", 227, a guy that can give it to you both ways. He can run away from you. He can power over you. They've got a couple of nice backs in Rashad DeBinion and A.J. Green who are more shifty guys who can, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield. Both are coming off of nice games also. And there's another guy, Dominic Johnson, who was probably Arkansas 
Arkansas's best back last year, uh, suffered an ACL injury in the win over Penn State in the Outback Bowl and has been kind of slow to come on. But that's another guy who goes about 240 pounds, 6'1", 240, who can really move a pile. Uh, so that's been something with, with Kendall Browse's offenses going back to Baylor when they've been really humming. That yeah, they've been in the top 25 nationally passing, but they've been like in the top three in the nation in rushing. And so that's just something that Arkansas wants to do. It's a strength of theirs. And you know, they're a big team. They're big at wide receiver. They're big on the offensive line, big at quarterback, big at running back. And uh, to me, that's kind of what I think, you know, obviously KJ Jefferson's coming off of a five touchdown <laughs> performance, throwing the ball, uh, no interceptions, and has been really strong on the road throwing the ball also. Only 14 touchdowns, only one interception and like 67% completion percentage. He's been strong on the road, and they obviously missed him against Mississippi State. But to me, as I mentioned, Auburn's going to give you opportunities. They're going to put the ball in jeopardy. To me, Arkansas almost, I don't want to say conservative, but run the ball, make sure you're holding on tight to it, and win the turnover battle. And I think that could be an easy path for Arkansas uh, to win the game. You mentioned KJ. Obviously, he did miss that, that loss against Mississippi State. When he came back, he looked pretty good against yeah. BYU. Um, five touchdowns in that game, and, and something you were telling me this week is that you know his his only interception on the season was was a batted pass, and so yeah. um, he's been a very efficient passer this year. Um, what has he improved on th th this season? You know, versus the player he was last year when when Auburn fans saw him in this game, and then what are what are some things you're looking for in terms of what he needs to do on on Saturday? Like you said, need to be conservative. If you're Arkansas, you need to make sure you set up that running game, but, you know, in terms of completion percentage, in terms of touchdown interception ratio, all that kind of stuff, when they put the ball in the air with KJ Jefferson, when he's been healthy, it's, it's, it's been pretty successful this season. We, we think so much of him as a dual threat quarterback and the run and all that stuff. If the season were to end today, KJ Jefferson would have the highest efficiency rating in program history at over 171. So uh, he, he does throw the ball well. I think the short to intermediate passing game, he's really improved on that in terms of accuracy and touch and all that stuff. He's always thrown a really nice deep ball. In fact, statistically, when you take away uh, the RPO game and things like that, he's amongst the tops in the nation, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of being a passer. So KJ, to me, the it's cliche to say this, but leadership, I know it's like a TV question, you know, who's showing leadership. But KJ, to me, he's really taken his team to the next level with his leadership, or excuse me, taking himself to the next level with leadership. Last year, I felt like this was kind of Grant Morgan's team. There was a lot of super seniors that came back uh, from the 2020 COVID year and played another year in 2021, I felt like it was kind of their team. This year, I feel like it's really been KJ's team. So leadership, short to intermediate passing game have been the areas that he's probably improved in the most. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Auburn right now on a on a three-game losing streak of its own. Like like you mentioned, um, Arkansas did have that skid uh, against Mississippi State, Alabama, um, and then Kentucky, correct, is the other mm. team that they no, lost. No, no. The, the Arkansas losses this year, um, they lost to – Mississippi State, Texas A&M, which Texas they shouldn't, yeah, they shouldn't have lost that game, obviously. So that's the, I think that's the one you had wrong. Uh, Texas A&M game turned on one play. Arkansas was was 
really dominating the game and about to go up a pretty significant amount. KJ Jefferson, and I can believe you know the play he had. I don't know if you saw the BYU game, but the play he had against BYU where he broke three tackles and found uh, Trey Knox for a big gain. Um, I can see in his head, if he can make a play like that, why he could also think that he could jump from 12 feet out to the goal line and extend the ball and score a touchdown. Uh, but that's not what happened in the Texas A&M game. The ball was batted away, uh, scooped up by Texas A&M, lateraled, and a 97-yard touchdown. It was They missed the extra point, so it was a 13-point swing, and the whole, uh, the whole scope of the game changed from that point. And I don't know. I think in a, in a lot of ways for Arkansas also, I know this isn't a question you asked, but I, I think in a lot of ways for Arkansas, that game kind of changed the way the energy felt with the season. Um, I think the BYU game, that play kind of flipped it back the other way. It's interesting that BYU game because so many people, when they're looking at the schedule, they're like, who scheduled this game? Why would you schedule, schedule a game against BYU, which – I think finished like 16th nationally last year. Why would you schedule a game in the middle of the season, the middle of SEC play right before a bye week against BYU in a state they've never played in? But after the game, looking at it, you're like, well, that's exactly what they needed. They needed to step out against a team uh, like that, get a little confidence because Arkansas has a better personnel than BYU, but BYU is obviously playing well. But uh, that seems like it was maybe the right dose of medicine for Arkansas. So in that three game, losing streak for them I guess my question would be you know if if Auburn is to keep this game close and 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 we're talking about Arkansas after this game and saying they struggled here they struggled there what are some of the the symptoms that they had during that during those losses that you think if they do rear themselves up against Auburn could keep this game close could get could give Auburn an opportunity to win people always say when their team loses that uh, we gave it to them we made a mistake you know we made mistakes we shot ourselves in the foot that's what college football is right it's uh you can talk about run d versus pass d pass o versus pass d all that kind of stuff but ultimately so much of this you know in this conference also it comes down to mistakes and making your opponent pay for their mistakes that's what happens and people call it we shot ourselves in the foot, but really they did what they were supposed to do. They made you pay. And that's what happened to Arkansas time and again. They against Mississippi State, they did not make Mississippi State pay. They they threw them three, maybe four, but three really catchable balls, including two in the end zone, uh, that Arkansas should have caught, should have intercepted, and and they didn't. And you can't you just can't have that on the road. Obviously, a big part of that game was not having KJ Jefferson on the road. They the guy they started was ineffective. Then they brought in Malik Hornsby, who they probably should have started anyway. And he had some success, but it was just really too late at that point. Uh, the secondary has been a, a huge problem. They gave up, you know, too many yards. Um, really against everybody they play. I mean, you go back to that Missouri State game and also just being careless. Like against Missouri State, Arkansas won the game, but they were down seventeen to nothing at one point. And this is Bobby Petrino coming back to town. Uh, that game started with a fumble, a punt, a fumble, and a punt. And, you know, suddenly you're down 17-0. Now they came back and won 38-10. Um, but that's that was obviously a, a big issue in that game as well. So the secondary play, uh, just not being careful with the football, obviously that was a huge um, part of the game with Texas A&M. Those, are, those have been the two things I think that have, have caused Arkansas the most problems this year. Yeah, and for me at least, it, it like so many other aspects of this game, I don't I don't see a ton of areas where you you'd be confident in Auburn taking advantage of some of those things that that Arkansas hasn't right. necessarily been super consistent. You talk about taking care of the ball and winning the turnover battle. Nobody has been worse in college football this season than Auburn in that department. Mm -hmm. You talk about maybe needing to needing to go at the secondary in terms of adjusted completion rate, you 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 name it, you know, yards per attempt, um, you know, QBR, they they have the worst quarterback play in the SEC. 
this season. All those factors are why I I decided to to pick Arkansas in this game. What's your prediction for Saturday, and and what do you think are a couple keys for for Arkansas to get out of there with a win? Yeah, I'm thinking probably similar to you. I think Arkansas covers uh, 38, 31 or so. And you know, I, I didn't mention the Alabama game, but that was obviously they just, they ran into Alabama. <laughs> Alabama's tough for anybody to beat, so there was a lot of problems in that one. Uh, but to me, um, it's kind of back what I said. I think I think Arkansas can. Um, run the ball on Auburn and have some success. Obviously, that's something that Arkansas does very well. Uh, I think they can have some success through the air. And defensively, I think it's about keeping it in front of you. You know, Houston Nutt used to say, make them go the long, hard way. And if you can do that with Auburn, eventually they're going to make mistakes. They just – it's in this team's DNA for whatever reason. And, you know, it's quarterback play also. They're going to make some mistakes. If you keep the ball in front of you, make them run a lot of plays, eventually he's going to make a decision that's – going to cost Auburn. He's going to fumble the ball or somebody's going to, you know, fumble the ball. There's going to be an interception. I don't think that Robbie Ashford necessarily, when he's flushed out of the pocket, if he decides to run, great. But if he decides to throw, I've seen him throw some really questionable passes across his body, the interception he had, you know, late against Ole Miss. Uh, so that's what, what I think Arkansas needs to do is make sure they take care of the football. Uh, don't turn it over. Don't get into a who has the most turnover you know, battle. Obviously, if, if you can take care of the ball, Auburn's going to give you opportunities. They've got to capitalize on those mistakes. And K.J. Jefferson has to do you know, what he's been doing a lot lately, and that's, uh, that's just being a great quarterback. I, that's the advantage for Arkansas. I think Jordan-Hare Stadium is a huge advantage for, for Auburn, you know, for any team that comes in there generally. I mean, it maybe hasn't been this year, but generally Jordan-Hare Stadium is a problem for a lot of teams. So that's an advantage. And for Arkansas, I just think that there's a huge advantage at quarterback. I think KJ Jefferson versus Robbie Asher or, or TJ Finley, whoever they want to put over there, Arkansas is in a massive advantage at quarterback, and that's why I think they'll win the game. I, I, maybe something like 38-28, 38-21, or 38-31, something like that. Yeah, I just keep coming back to, like you mentioned, the quarterback advantage and the run game advantage against the shaky Auburn defense. I think if this gets – if this gets into that high scoring territory, that works better for Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because because they'll be they'll be comfortable doing that. That means that they're running the ball well. That means that KJ yeah. is playing well. If you like Robbie Ashford and Auburn in a two minute drill to win the game. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I think if you're talking maybe, you know, 24, 21 range, that kind of game, that's going to benefit Auburn. That means they're playing yes, um, better defensively. And and I don't see them holding Arkansas down to that. So um yeah, that'll so that'll be it for us today. I appreciate everybody tuning into the pregame pod. Obviously, go check out Trey and the Hog Sports staff. Um, go give them a follow at Trey Biddy on Twitter, and they'll have obviously tons of coverage of the game on Saturday if you want both sides of things, which is always a smart thing to do. So we appreciate Trey for hopping on today. Appreciate everybody for listening to this edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, please go leave us a five star review. That's the number one thing that helps us out. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode where me and Jason will react to the game afterwards on Saturday, you can expect that in your feed Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, something like that. We'll catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the day. Enjoy the game.